They lied to you through their teeth all throughout the Russian collusion conspiracy. And guess what? They're going to continue to lie to you throughout the aftermath of the Mueller report by saying, no, we didn't lie to you. Jake Tapper saying CNN got nothing wrong on Russiagate. Nothing. Excuse me? New York Times, Washington Post saying our reporting was flawless and we shouldn't have to give back our Pulitzer Prize. Really, nothing wrong. You guys all propagated one of the biggest hoaxes in American history. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words here. So instead, we're going to show you all of their own words and all the stuff they got wrong so you can see for yourself just how full of crap they are. I'm not sure what you're saying the media got wrong, but the media reported what, what the investigation was going on. The, I, other than the people in the media on the left, not on this network, I don't know anybody who got anything wrong. We didn't say that there was conspiracy. We said that Mueller was investigating conspiracy. But that's fine. That, that's, if that's your recollection of history, that's great. Face it. Come on, the media got this wrong, Jake. It's okay. People get stuff wrong all of the time, just not at this level. Ah, if, that, if that's his recollection of history, Trump derangement syndrome is a lot more aggressive than I thought. And I think it's getting to his brain. I mean, all you have to do is start with the three people who resigned for botching a Trump-Russia story about Scaramucci. They reported the Mooch was under investigation by Congress for having ties to Russia. He wasn't. It was fake news. By the way, folks, welcome to the White House Brief. I am your humble correspondent, John Miller. So we're here thoroughly debunking all of this garbage. But first, I want to quickly tell you about Riduzone. It is a new FDA-accepted weight loss supplement. Now, I know there are hundreds of weight loss supplements out there, but Riduzone works a little differently. Riduzone uses something called OEA, which is totally natural. Your body already produces it. In fact, your dog's body produces it. It's a metabolite of olive oil. And it sends a signal to your brain saying you are full, time to put down the fork. So it's not like other products that make you feel jittery because it's a little speedy. No, your body already produces this, it will just help you lose weight in a healthy and natural way by making you feel full and boosting your metabolism. Or if you've lost weight already and you're trying to keep it off, this is a great way to do that as well. That's what I use it for. And that is a real thing, by the way. They did a six-year study of former Biggest Loser contestants, and most of them gained their weight back because of slower metabolisms. So it's not just about losing weight. It is very much also about maintaining it. And Riduzone is a great way to do that. Companies running a 30% off promotion for three-month supply. Use promo code MILLER. Get it. Go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Go there to claim your offer today, riduzone.com. Okay, so apparently in Jake Tapper's head, everyone at CNN has been completely accurate this whole time. Can someone remind him about the time a CNN journalist said Comey was going to utterly refute Trump's lies, Trump's claim that Comey told Trump he was not under investigation. He will say that he never assured Donald Trump that he was not under investigation, that that would have been improper for him to do so. That's from Gloria Borger, their chief political analyst. Now, Gloria doubled down to get it on the record. She wanted people to be sure. She wrote the same thing in an article called Comey expected to refute Trump. But did Comey end up refuting Trump? Nope. Comey told the Senate, we did not have an open counterintelligence case on him. During our one-on-one -on -one meeting at Trump Tower, I offered that assurance to Trump. 
So sounds like you got it wrong, CNN. Jake Tapper, we didn't get anything wrong. Yeah, you did. And then they repeatedly pushed this lie that the dossier was actually funded not by Hillary Clinton, by conservatives. The dossier was initially funded by a conservative outlet. This dossier of information about President Trump compiled by a former British agent, initially paid for by Republicans and then by the Democratic National Committee. That's just, of course. Just make sure we share the facts with you. Uh, it was paid for, right, by a conservative website funded by a major Republican donor. Well, Aaron Burnett, I'm going to, of course, share the facts with you and all of your colleagues at CNN because it is becoming increasingly clear you guys have literally no idea what that word facts means. It was paid for by Hillary Clinton, and you know it. In fact, by the time Fusion GPS hired Christopher Steele to do the dossier, Republicans no longer had anything to do with the firm. Now, CNN also repeatedly pushed the lie that it was 17 intelligence agencies who concluded that Russia interfered with the election when it was, in fact, only three. Tres. But when the president said it wasn't 17, Jim Acosta, of all people, accused the president of lying. The other thing that was fake news coming from President Trump is when he said, well, I, I keep hearing it's 17 intelligence agencies that say Russia meddled in the election. I think it's only three or four. Where does that number come from? It comes from none other than your boy, James Clapper. Jim. As you know, the IC was a coordinated product from three agencies, CIA, NSA, and, and the FBI, not all 17 components of the intelligence community. Oopsies, Jimmy. Oops. But funny enough, James Clapper has also spread plenty of fake news on your network about the Trump-Russia hoax. And then all of that doesn't include the countless guests on the fake news network who floated conspiracy theories with zero pushback from the host or anything. And then you've got, then you've got the New York Times and the Washington Compost refusing to give up their Pulitzer Prizes after the president said they should have them yanked by the committee. I mean, they should. They won't, of course, because if Pulitzer was interested in excellent journalism, they wouldn't have given it to them in the first place. It's like if Michelin were to award three stars to the sushi from the gas station. It's like you know what you're getting, and if the crab is fake, you're not going to be surprised. The award from Pulitzer was in the category of national reporting for deeply sourced, <laughs> deeply sourced. From the New York Times, the New York Times, the newspaper whose editor once had to issue an apology and promise for systemic change in 2015 because their sourcing, because their anonymous sources in the past were so wrong and so bad and so awful, but now we pretend it's the best in the business. Okay, fine. Quote, they relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest, public interest, really, deceiving everyone into thinking the president is a puppet of the Kremlin and thereby stoking fear, anger, and hatred on all sides is not exactly what I would call in the public interest, but hey, that's just me. Quote, it dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and its connections to the Trump campaign, the president-elect transition team, and his eventual administration. Uh, no, no. There was no connection to the Trump campaign, there was no connection to the transition team, and there was no uh, connection to the administration. So they didn't give anyone a better understanding of anything. They just misled. But unsurprisingly, the papers are standing by the reporting, and if you want them to give back the prize, you're going to have to snatch it from their cold, living hands. New York Times says, quote, we are proud of our Pulitzer Prize-winning reporting on Russian meddling in the 2016 U.S. election. Every New York Times article cited has been proven accurate. Really, 
But we're going to talk about all the stories that were not accurate that came from your paper because they were a ton of those. Well, let's talk about when John Brennan wrote in this Pulitzer Prize winning publication, Brennan wrote, President Trump's claims of no collusion are hogwash. Yeah, if by hogwash you mean true, I, I don't speak crusty old windbag, but I'm pretty sure hogwash means the exact opposite of true. So help me out, Brennan. Help me out, because I'm a little confused here. Because for a Pulitzer Prize winning newspaper, you would think that something so blatantly wrong would be a big deal breaker. But it's not, because we've also got Paul Krugman at the New York Times, who isn't exactly known for his track record. Paul Krugman saying, there's really no question about Trump-Putin collusion. <laughs> well, actually, actually, he turned out to be right on this one, just not in the way, not in the way he meant. But he says there is no question. Well, there was no question. There was no collusion. Then over at the Washington Post, gotta love the Washington Post, we've got certifiable lunatic Jennifer Rubin. You know Jen. She is the flaming liberal who identifies as a conservative so that the paper can tell people, hey, we've got people from both sides working at this newspaper. And then the ones on the other side of the aisle happen to sound exactly the same as the ones on this side of the aisle. And then they say we can call it balanced. All right. So Rubin writes, quote, Senator Richard Burr believed there had been no direct evidence of collusion. That assertion is hard to square with the court's finding later on Wednesday and publicly available evidence. Wait, really? The publicly available evidence shows collusion? Really? Does she have access to something we don't? I mean, Jennifer, as a blogger, that's hard to believe. I mean, I doubt an internet troll like you has access to more evidence than the 2,800 subpoenas, the 40 FBI agents, and 19 lawyers Mueller had at his disposal. So she's probably just not being honest. Jennifer, if you tell yourself a lie enough, you'll actually start to believe it. On Twitter, Jennifer just becomes a babbling baby. Yes, collusion. Short of collusion. Yes, Virginia, there is collusion. There was no collusion. That's right. Say it with me, Jenny, and real slow. The special counsel did not find that any U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with the Russian Internet Research Agency in its efforts. It's not that hard. Then the Washington Post has Max Boot, another conservative they bring in, I guess, when Rubens off at the nuthouse. Boot claimed, quote, there certainly is copious evidence of collusion. Copious evidence? Uh, care to share with any of us what that is? No, of course not. He doesn't have any. In another piece he wrote, uh, he's a little more responsible here. He says, here are 18 reasons Trump could be a Russian asset. Oh, could. I I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it could be. I, I mean, this, this is Pulitzer Prize-worthy journalism here? Because something tells me if I published an article called 18 Reasons Obama Could Be an ISIS Terrorist, I wouldn't get a Pulitzer Prize for that. It's just my hunch here. An absurd example, obviously, to show that that's literally how absurd the Russia hoax was. Now, here's a doozy from the Washington Post. The Washington Post fact checkers insisted that claims that James Clapper tipped CNN off about the dirty, dirty dossier while still working in government and lied to Congress about it were unsupported. Oh, unsupported, really? Because as Sean Davis at The Federalist points out, basic facts, common sense, and even an acknowledgement from House Democrats all prove otherwise. Both the Full House Intelligence Committee report and the committee Democrats report makes it clear Clapper did leak and did lie. Quote, 
Clapper subsequently acknowledged discussing the dossier with CNN journalist Jake Tapper and admitted that he might have spoken with other journalists about the same topic. Clapper's discussion with Tapper took place in early January 2017. Now, that is according to the Full House Intelligence Committee report. But I don't know, maybe you think that this was a product of evil GOP lies because Republicans led the committee at that time. So why don't you take a look at what the Democrats had to say about it? I'm quoting again. Clapper denied leaking classified information while acknowledging that as DNI, he engaged in legitimate discussion of unclassified non-intelligence information with Tapper. And they have a way to jimmy the information so that becomes unclassified. Maybe you think the Democrats were in on the scheme, though. Maybe that's a possibility, right? So I guess you're just going to have to take James Clapper at his own word then, coming straight from his own mouth. Because you've got the Washington Post fact checkers claiming that he never said he spoke to Jake Tapper in early January. They say, oh, maybe he did after he was out of office in May, but it definitely wasn't while he was still in office in January. Is that so? Because when asked about leaking the contents of the dossier to CNN, Clapper said in his own words that he did it pretty close to when we briefed it. Hmm. Well, when did they brief it? They briefed it to Obama and Trump in early January. So great work, fact checkers. Apparently, you guys have Pulitzer Prizes on your desk, but zero calendars. So I guess we began the story with Jake Tapper, and we ended here with him as well. And it's, it's sad because he was actually a decent, decent White House correspondent. But now he's just become a hack like the rest of them. If you guys were real Pulitzer Prize worthy journalists, you would be working to expose the deep state, not run cover for it with lies. And if the Pulitzer Prize really rewarded excellence in journalism, you would give the award to people like Sarah Carter. You'd give it to people like Chuck Ross at The Daily Caller or Lee Smith at Tablet Magazine or Jeff Carlson at Epic Times. Give it to Mark Levin. Hell, Sean Hannity deserves a Pulitzer Prize before any of the people they gave it to do. But we know that's not the aim. We know excellent journalism is not their aim here. The aim is to lie, deceive, and defraud the American people. And it's sad. The good news, however, is their ratings are dropping now that this hoax is over, and I think the American people are finally waking up. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.